Drifters, this is Riffs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules to enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about evil campaigns. So this is a topic that I'm actually rather enthusiastic about, oddly enough, even though a lot of the time, a lot of DMs frown on the idea of an evil campaign. So before I get into all that, I should probably tell you what I'm actually talking about. So normally in most D&D games, it is highly encouraged, if not required by the DM that the characters as the protagonists of the story are the good guys, the heroes. So most D&D games by an overwhelming majority are the good guys. But that is not an actual requirement within the rules. In point of fact, the Dungeon Master's Guide explicitly has options for evil characters. So an evil campaign is where even though the player characters are indeed the protagonists of their own story, it is really easy to make an argument that they are the antagonists of the world at large, or at the very least, the people around them. So, Nathan, why would players want to play an evil campaign? Well, if we were to look at uh, Riffway, the first uh, arc, to be honest... By the end of the show, many people will consider most of the characters, though a lot of them are quite morally, um, like not really grounded because they all are people. But a lot of people would consider them to be evil, and that's actually what where most evil evil campaigns can come from, it, which is a situation when the characters find themselves trying to do good. And eventually realizing that even though the intent was good, the result of their actions has resulted in innocent people dying and so on and so forth. Because they acted too soon, they act on the wrong people. And there's other instances where it's just fun to um, be evil sometimes, uh, especially if it's all planned out correctly, where you can have these uh, do good uh, do good people out there that you can just be a freaking asshole to. And I think that can be quite fun. So that's basically my thoughts on the situation. Thank you. You actually raised a lot of good points in there. So I'm actually going to dive a little deeper into some of those things you just mentioned. So the corruption of the character's intentions is super, super important because, you know, there's the famous saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And in D&D, that is a really, really easy thing to do because the adventuring lifestyle is fucking dangerous and i cannot isn't imagine there like a, isn't there like a saying that um if heroes live too long or something along those lines they become the villains or something like the that? villain yes absolutely yeah. there is or you know another one uh the only thing that the people love more than a hero is to see a hero fall like there's a lot of quotes around that trope and for good reason because it's such an easy thing to do to crack in high stress situations and adventuring as a profession has the job of going through ridiculously stressful situations over and over and over again so it is incredibly 
easy, like from the logical perspective, for someone to crack because that's just how a human mind works. Like humans aren't really meant to deal with a lot of, you know, terrible situations. Like there's a reason that, you know, uh, Lovecraftian horrors are said to break a human mind because there just are levels of otherness that the human mind is not meant to deal with. So in D&D, there are so many different ways that DMs and players could choose to play that out. So uh, I actually misspoke a little bit when I first asked you the first question in that I asked why players might want to play an evil campaign. And that I should not have phrased that way. I should have just said, why would anyone want to? Because it is absolutely possible and, you know, desirous potentially from a, for a DM to want to like to plan to do an evil campaign. So we will absolutely dive more into that later. I just wanted to make sure I got that point out at some point here. So Anyway, so the corruption of characters, high stakes lifestyle, stress, time on the road, not having a you know place to hang your hat. Like people do call adventurers murder hobos a lot of the time. And that's not a good description of people. Like even jokingly, we don't refer to adventurers as mentally stable people because the argument could be made. Most adventurers are not. So to actually play that out over the game instead of starting with the evil campaign a lot of the time it is a more slow burn where you see the more slow corruption of individuals where you see you know these good-ish people just normal people to start with and then you just see life take its toll on them and Arc 1 really was a kind of great example of this. So just throughout Arc 1 of Riftwake, you just saw, okay, you know, these aren't the best moral people, but for the most part, they're trying their best to just, you know, go through life. And then you just see the toll that it takes on them until, you know, like you said, it's kind of hard to deny that some rather evil choices were made as we went along. And just looking at the way that, things can be in a DD &D game sometimes the party may just simply decide to do something out of mind because we're in certain situations they may be acting perfectly um good and all sometimes people come across situations that they just think it's funny to be evil because that sometimes it is funny to just simply kill a cleric and then regret it later when your dungeon master describes it horribly but yeah <laughs> there are situations where <laughs> where being evil is definitely the more fun option than just being the goody two-shoes yeah so i mentioned like the stress of things breaking people down over time however there is you know another interesting kind of mental health way to look at things which is Okay, I'm going to go a little bit historical on this now. Back during the 1980s and 90s, there was a time in America called the Satanic Panic. And part of that was the idea that playing D&D &D either will lead to you going to hell or is an actual deal with the devil and you're doomed. 
And this Where was a thing powers? that a lot of people really believed. Yes, like there were people who actually thought D and D gave people satanic powers, and so there were I a want lot them of satanic powers, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I superpowers. If I got satanic like, powers, I'd totally give away my. So I'm not gonna lie, anything would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> like. Pyrokinesis. And I mean, like we talked about back in the afterlife episode, like an actual immortal afterlife, like is not logistically logical. Like even if you factor in, you know, infinite magic of God. So the idea of it being like a more temporary thing in actuality, I would totally trade away my soul if that was actually an option. But anyway. Uh, and well, we're good examples of why there might be some appeal to evil campaigns. It's hard to argue that we're good people. <laughs> anyway, there was the satanic panic. So a lot of research actually has been done, which is kind of ridiculous if you think about the idea that money was spent researching, like if playing D&D actually makes you a bad person. And violent video games was also a big part of this. I'm sure you probably heard more about that side of things. But D&D, violent video games, all of that, there actually has been a decent amount of research done into it. But you may or may not have noticed that there is not a lot of publicity to that research. And that's because what all of that research has determined is that it's actually healthier for people to have some kind of vent to their darker impulses and that people who do have access to, you know, the darker things that humanity creates, you know, those like super violent video games or D&D actually can vent out those darker impulses and make it less likely that they will actually do so in the real world. So it is actually a good thing for some people to do terrible things in video games because that satisfies that lizard brain component of man to do those terrible things. And then in game, you have done those things. So you have that mental satisfaction and then lose the impulse to actually do so. So unrestricted violent video games can lower crime. And yet you don't hear it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do have to say like... um like in real life, I'm the kind of person who never. Okay, I don't attack people with anything except for words. So, like when I play video games, the way I play is I always just rush in to kill whatever's in my way, like a freaking idiot. But it's it's a certain level of uh, you, you, people can understand if it's like you don't if, if you get to do this kind of things in a fictional universe where the people that you kill aren't actually people. Um, it's a lot better to deal with your issues in this way rather than actually uh, reaching the point in real life where you let all these things get to you till you actually enact these things on real people. <laughs> and yeah, there's something to be said about how evil campaigns can allow you to explore the consequences of doing such evil actions and actually being a story to be told about not doing them because of the people you may hurt. Yeah, there's a honestly kind of odd thing in the real world which is that people think that just having the desire to do bad things makes you a bad person and i wholeheartedly disagree with that sentiment the difference between a good and a bad person is doing bad things 
you can think bad things and even imagine bad things. But if you restrain yourself from doing the bad things, then you are not a bad person. And anything that will prevent someone from actually doing a bad deed is a good thing. So the idea of having an evil campaign, if that can stop one person from actually snapping in the real world and doing something bad, is fantastic. So even though there is this really, you know, badly looked upon thing in the real world of just not wanting to play an evil campaign because of that belief that it makes the people who want to do that bad, that's just not correct. So it, I just really think that people should do an evil campaign if that's something that all the people involved want to do. In the event of just one person wanting to do an evil campaign and everyone else just not thinking that that would be entertaining for them, that is a different circumstance. In the situation where people just don't think it would be fun to go full murder hobo, that's fine. In that situation, then yeah, don't do it. But if everyone in the group is in agreement that this is something that they would be willing to give a shot, then yeah, go nuts with it. because. The fact that there is this negative view on the subject means that it's much less explored at the gaming table. So even people who have played D&D for years and years may not actually have gotten to do this. So they may have always played the hero side of things, but there are other stories to tell. So we actually have been as a society getting better lately at the sympathetic villain. So easiest example that comes to mind for me would be Loki in the Avengers. There are people who freaking love Tom Hiddleston and for good reason. He's a fantastic human being. But the idea of there being sympathy to why the villain is doing what they do, that look behind the scenes to see what is prompting these monstrous actions is a story to be told. And a D&D evil campaign can give you the avenue of how to do that. So you can play these terrible people or potentially, you know, you're playing minions of like one of these big evil bad guys. And instead of trying to take him down, you just work for him. And that's just your lives. So actually with that, let's go ahead and transition over into how to do an evil campaign. So I think that we've adequately adequately covered that there are good reasons to want to do so. So now let's go into the actual how. When it comes down to it, uh, how you can do an evil campaign, uh, I feel like, let's see, if you want to do an evil campaign, uh, what's important to think about before actually starting is um, think about, first off, who the characters are, what are their motivations, same as any other campaign. But uh, one really fun thing that you can do is it would be very entertaining to put someone who is more traditionally good or evil beside them so that they can compare it and basically bring across the situation where you have uh, the party basically fight someone who is evil and realize that at the end of the day that they are evil too and the person is evil too for different reasons and the other person might be good too for different reasons. It's all about perspective after all. So one example of which is killing the Red Cardinal back in Arc 1. That was something that 
is good because the Red Cardinal was a despicable person, but killing him resulted in, in, in the way they did after all, resulted in his um, daughter, Sabrina, maybe turning, having her life turned towards the wor- uh, worse because of the way they did it. Uh, they could have gone through other ways. They didn't need to do it that way, but they did. And at the end of the day, you can say that they were good in killing him, but you can also say that they were evil for killing him. And that's the thing. Um, you really want to put them, the best way I feel like you can do this kind of situation is put them in a situation where you can actually question the morality behind the situation rather and basically give a certain level of questions to the players involved where was what I did actually um, good or evil and so on and so forth what what the exact morality of the situation was and that is really fun to do indeed so you started right away with describing the more gray angle of things so I'm gonna tangent it into going the more black and white extreme angles of things so a question that a DM who wants to run an evil campaign should ask is, how evil are we talking when you say an evil campaign? So there are, as I do so often Genocide. say, an infinite number Genocide. of ways. Genocide! <laughs> right. So, all right, so let's start on the dark side first then. So if you want, you could totally play a campaign where it is directly the player characters who are trying to end the world. Because reasons like that obviously is going to be up to you. Maybe some someone just wronged them in the past and they just want to watch everything burn. Like maybe they're just the, you know, more Joker type who just Th- that want to see that happen fun. for shits and giggles. I, 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 I like, imagine a game where the party, the reasons why they want to destroy the world are all rather like stupid. It's like, you know, one day I was walking by the road and I I was about to cross it. And then I, I was about to walk across and someone bumped into me. He made me drop my breakfast. Everyone must die. <laughs> exactly. Uh, imagine if the entire party had such stupid, petty reasons for ending the war. That would be amazing. Like the second they come into contact with like these heroes where it's like, you need to stop what you're doing. At the very least, explain yourselves after the explanation. Uh, the heroes are like, Wait, r- really? What was that it? Really? Was that <laughs> it? <laughs> it's hilarious. Jesus. And yeah. You can. And just because you are going evil does not mean that you have to go dark with the storyline. Like, as we were just saying, you could absolutely take a comedic bent to evil. Like, there are many, many ways to have, you know, funny bad guys, and you absolutely can take that route and honestly that would be a lot of fun to play like i mean hell maybe we'll even do something like that for 2.5 just have the, a mini game of you know comedic evil yeah but we'll talk more about that off mic but the point being like you can go in many different angles it doesn't have to be you know I hate everything and everything must die. Like you could also just have it be selfish evil where it could just be. I just want to make or steal enough gold to just live like a king for the rest of my life without actually becoming a king and having to be responsible for shit. Cause fuck that. Like you could have it just be the desire for comfort or you could just have it be, you have one specific enemy that you want to die horribly so you could be like single focused 
Avenger, you know, the kind of Sasuke Uchiha kind of thing of just I will do absolutely fucking anything to make sure that the person I hate dies by my hand and that I will do anything to make that happen. Like the single focused bad guy can do a lot of terrible shit along such a path. So hopefully you're getting the idea as I as we intend that there's so many angles of how you can go about an evil campaign. Like, I was you just can thinking do it, but... that. Yes, I was just thinking another way that we could take it is just like going straight up with the scheming kind of evil campaign where you're like this um, smart ass party that controls things from above, understanding what's going on, tricking their enemies into doing things that they want. <laughs> I can totally Absolutely. see how that could have been. Yeah. Yeah, so something that D&D also has rules for, but is not often done, is to do the more kind of intrigue style campaign. A lot of D&D is stab your enemy in the face type of encounters. However, you absolutely can have a total political based campaign and have it be like, okay, Game of Thrones, to use another example, there's not a lot of actually good people in that. And there's also not a lot of, you know, magic use directly, not a lot of, well, actually, an excess of political maneuvering. So you could absolutely do D&D in a more Game of Thrones kind of style of having it be there's all of these tense debates and maneuverings and trying to be that more person in the shadows trying to steer your enemies against each other for whatever your goal is whether that is political power or wealth or just yeah i don't know access to some kind of mystical artifact of some kind it's whatever you want it to be and there's there is not any one way of how you can do it that is the beauty of dnd so in summary there are a lot of potential benefits to playing in an evil campaign and so very many ways of how you can go about it. So go out there and shoot a baby with a crossbow. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to Patreon Discord where you'll be able to chat with the cast and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media on Twitter at Refwake Podcast, on Facebook as Refwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash Podcast. And now send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs and rules at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. 
So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.